0: Encountering the Texture of the Text of God's Word. Text and Context. Let's no, Ben said he was coming back, but I'm getting impatient. I'm intimidated. Andrew, would you prefer the wireless? Yeah. yeah. Where is it? It's in the right Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. What? I like that you're doing this Oh, no, that's it's because I printed it off Bible Gateway. Oh, I see. And Bible Gateway does that thing where it's like on either side. <laughs> Woo. Hello, hello. Okay. Alright, well hey everybody. Good evening. <laughs> Hope you're doing alright. Um so we're going to hop into the word. I had uh, had some help passing this sheet out. I really like doing this. Uh, I like to take out all the verse numbers and headings because, you know, the headings are not inspired. If you're aware of this. It's something Bible translators put in to help you. They're helpful, but, you know, you know if you're going to take them out of the way and just let the word do its thing, because um, sometimes they put headings in like the worst spots. Seriously, um, it breaks up the flow of the text. But um, I'm going to read the text, and here's what I want us to do. I'm going to read the text, and then I'm going to leave just a brief moment of silence just to let it sit for a sec, okay? Just let the text speak and do its thing, because it's going to preach far better than I can anyway, okay? And then after, I don't know, a few moments of silence to let the text speak to us, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to talk about it. Sound good? All right. This is from Mark chapter 10. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, "Uh, What is it you want me to do for you? They said to him, Appoint us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You don't know what you're asking for. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I will be baptized with? And they replied, oh, yeah, we're able. And then Jesus said to them, it's implied. The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to a point, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. Now when the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lorded over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them, but it is not so among you. Instead, whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho, as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving um, as uh, he and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me." And the blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Let's take a moment just to let it sit with us. A word of God, meet us in these words tonight. As we open our Bibles, open also our heart, our heads, and our hands. As we read this text, let us be read by the text. For your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, what did you see? I get paid to talk, so I can tell you what I've seen, but what did you see? What did you notice? What stood out to you? What spoke to you? Mary Max about to say something. Two times the question. Yeah, the exact same question. Exact same question. Um, and apparently Jesus
1: liked the blind man's response probably a little bit. Oh, yeah, he definitely
0: liked the blind man's response way better than the others, right? Absolutely. Also, did you notice they both called him teacher? Teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask of you. But then the blind man calls him my teacher. My teacher. Just that, that little t- tender, intimate, extra my. My teacher. Not some teacher. Not some random teacher. My teacher. Like, yeah, what do you want me to do for you? It's the same question. Yeah, and the, the, uh, the response and the conversation between James and John and Jesus is like huge, whereas the response between him and the blind man is very short. There wasn't much left to say, apparently. Mm, it's good. What else did you notice? What's, what stuck out to you? What spoke to you? Say it again. The me is your to become great, servant to be Yeah. To be great, you be not great. Yeah. yeah. That's true. It is true. It's, it's, it's the opposite of what you think, right? true. Yeah. You would think that you would be great to be great, but instead you'd be not great to be great, right? It's crazy. Absolutely. That's true. Do you notice how many times the word servant showed up in there, too? Over and over? Servant, serve, serve. Over and over. Um, uh, what were you going to say? Jesus gave them both what they were asking for. He did give them both what they were asking for. Okay. So how did he give the, uh, James and John what they were asking for? I'm curious. The only difference between that and the blind man is it wasn't immediate. But Ooh. Yeah. Jesus based, basically double-checked with them because they obviously didn't grasp what they were getting themselves into. I like that. Jesus double-checked with them. Uh, yeah, uh, asking you will receive, seek and you will find. They say, teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask for you. Okay, what do you want me to do? Well, we want to sit at your right and on your left in your glory. Are you sure that's what you want? Yeah, yeah, that's what we want, yeah. You know they're like patting each other on the back like, yeah, yeah, that's what we want. Love that. He checks with them. Absolutely. And uh, can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? What an obnoxious way to say that, by the way. Anybody else? It's, a, it's as obnoxious in Greek as it is in English too. Can you be baptized with the baptism that I will be baptized with? And they say we are able. And he said, Well, you will be baptized with the baptism which with I'm going to be baptized. Do you notice that? Six times. Ugh, obnoxious. It must be like he's trying to emphasize that or something. I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah, Jerry, what you see? In that passage, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up. Okay. But I've noticed in, in reading the, the Lexham English Bible, which is kind of a literal translation. Yeah, I like the Lexham. The word "slave" is used a lot. Yeah. In other words, it's translated to servant and lots of other things. Yeah. I'm curious, it says yeah. slave once here, but is it the yeah. same word being used? Or is this word for servant being different than the word for slave? Yeah. So you know me, I'm always looking for little things like pairs of three. Because like especially in the Gospel of Mark, he likes to do three words right. over and over and will use them. Uh, I did check it. It's not the same word. But oftentimes, the word that is slave is often translated servant. Correct. Um, yeah, that's because... Yeah, like in the ancient world, we we often say slavery and we assume Chattel slavery in the antebellum South. But like there's some connection. There's there's some similarity, but also it's like some people sell themselves into slavery willingly in order to get ahead in life in this world. So it's like it's not necessarily the same. So that's why they always do that because they're like hesitant. They don't want to say that. But also I think maybe some of the the scandal of it is taken away. Like whenever Paul writes his letters and he says, Paul – a servant of Jesus Christ. I picture a butler every time I read servant. I can't help it. I just picture like the, like, the little towel over the arm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, but it's a slave of Jesus Christ. It's a scandal. It's, um, it's not pretty. It's kind of gritty. It's in your face. Yeah. So, yeah, great question. Uh, no, it is. They are different words, though, in this case. They got it right this time, Jerry. So. Did the apostles for the line and take heart. Take heart. Ah, okay so it said was, you know, tell them to come here, but they you know they yeah. said it early, kinda warned them it's gonna happen. <laughs> You're gonna I like stop. that. Just take heart. Yeah, something's about to happen. You don't even know. Take heart. Yeah. You don't even know what's about to happen. Man, I couldn't even put it into words for you. I like that. Uh, you said it was the disciples. That's interesting. Who was it? No, I actually I think it was. It just doesn't actually explicitly say it was the disciples. So I find that fascinating. It just says, and they called the blind man. But the they, if you like read this whole thing, every time it says they, it's the disciples. So I think they there is the disciples. Because the people that tell them to, to hush are the many, whoever that is. The many do. But then the they are apparently the disciples who are like telling him, no, it's, it's about to get crazy. It's about to be great. So that's, that's good. Yeah, Hillary. Objectives that i noticed is that James and John definitely felt like they were whole and should be elevated. Mm. Yes, and Emmaus knew that he was not whole, and so mm. he was whole. Yes, yes. Two completely different ways to talk to Jesus, right? One that presumes and one that asks for provision. Do you not think speak, He speaks to the manner of prayer or the prayer of commandments? Say it again. This section of Mark tends to always go towards the paradoxical commandments, right? Yeah. As well as the commandments of prayer. Yes, definitely. I would definitely say so. That, that um, counterintuitive way of following Jesus. Um, give his life as a ransom for many. Even the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve. Yeah, absolutely. Paradoxical and certainly talking about the, the prayer language. I also noticed, so James and John, the sons of Zebedee, specifically says sons of Zebedee. We already knew they're the sons of Zebedee. We've already been told that. But then Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. So another parallel there but besides the teacher and the question. Yeah. Also notice, uh, so they come forward to him and said to him. They come forward to him. I don't know. I just picture them. How do you think the disciples are coming towards Jesus whenever they ask him for a favor? Whatever we ask, just do it. Like how do you think they're approaching him? What would be the posture? Assertive. It's, it's very assertive, right? It sounds that way. It's like march right up excuse me, Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll have to wait, ma'am. Uh, yes. Like I just picture them like very self-assured in that regard. Uh, but notice what the blind man does whenever he gets called throwing off his cloak. He sprang up and came to Jesus. I love that throwing off his cloak. He sprang up and came to Jesus, sprang right up. Uh, first off the dude's blind. Um, he might be a little, you know, looking around for what he's going to hold on to. He might, like, have to hold on to the side of the building or whatever he's standing next to. I don't know. I just love that. Throwing off his cloak, he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? That's good. Anybody else? Yeah. What did you see? <laughs> That's, what That's what he needed. All right. Anybody else? What would you see? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, what struck me was the fact that regardless of, either group or request. Jesus wanted to know the specifics. Like he, yes. he knew the desires, but he wanted them to voice yeah. the actual ask of what they wanted. Yeah. He already knows, but he's saying, what do you want me to do for you? Mm. But yeah, Whenever I read this, like, um, like very first impression, right? Like I've been reading this already for tonight, but like if I just tried to throw that away for a second and I read it, and I heard Jesus, especially to the blind man, ignore James and John for a minute. If I read that, I'd be like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you want me to do for you? I want to see. Right? Like, it sounds like an obnoxious, ridiculous question at first, but, but also, I don't, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think is accomplished by him asking that? As opposed to just being like, hey, you, you're blind. You want to see, right? I don't know. What difference do you think it makes? Humility. 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 Sure. Faith. Yeah. yeah. So like their faith, like they respond to Jesus. Well, God knows all of our needs. Sure. And yep. Even, it even says we have yep. to ask, so. Yeah. He knows our ne- our needs, yep. but do we know our neediness? Ooh, I like that. He knows our need, but do we know our neediness? That'll preach. I think oh, it's relational. I should write that down. Relation. Ooh, yeah. Certainly. Like I want to know your need, as opposed to like, oh, I yeah. know it, just go. Like. Yeah. One's like at an arm's length, and the other one's close. Yeah, I hear the. I mean. I hear the love of a creator in that, right? Like, I'd love to hear your words. Like, I already know what, what you need, but how would you say it? <laughs> I want to see. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's that complicated, but no, how, what do you, how would you say it? And he does add the little my teacher, that intimacy and in relationship. Yeah, absolutely. What do you want me to do for you? Mm. I think also there's, there's a big crowd there, and so part of it, you know, I mean, he could know what the blind man wanted, but he's also... Working with the crowd too. Mm-hmm. The crowd. And, you know, so he's yep. wanting him to verbalize so can mm-hmm. see that that's what he asked for and that's what he Yeah. And I love that the dude just won't shut up. He won't give it up, right? I love that. He's just he's persistent. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shh, Jesus, son of David, and he shouts all the louder. Oh, for more people that whenever they're told to shush about Jesus would just shout louder. Love that. Have mercy on me. Yeah. Knock and keep on knocking. Yeah. Seek and keep on seeking. Yeah. Is it the, uh, the keep on persistent widow, right? The parable of the persistent widow. She just keeps on knocking at his door, even though it's midnight. I'm going to get justice if it kills me. You're going to answer me. I love that. I love that. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I like how it also says Jesus stood still, even more loudly. Like, you know, he already heard it, but maybe the shush and then the, no, no, I'm not shushing. I'm going to ramp it. If I was at a seven, I'm now ramping it to a 10. And Jesus is like, I like that. He's, it's, I, I picture him like stopping dead in his tracks, right? If this were the message, I imagine that's how they would say it, right? He stopped dead in his tracks. Stood still. Call him here. Also, did you notice um, Jesus calls the 12 disciples whenever he gives them that little speech in that middle paragraph? And then he tells the disciples, call that blind man over here. And then they called the blind man. And then they said, hey, take heart. He's calling you. Did you notice that? All those words about calling. Just keep repeating over and over. It's interesting. Because I always picture like if Jesus called me. That it would be, you know, like. Who shall I send? And I'd be like, here I am. Send me. Or, you know, like a bright light. Like uh, Paul, you know. A, um, one of those. Uh, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Kind of things. Uh, but instead it's this this is his call and then notice he follows him on the way afterwards mm-hmm. he follows him on the way so he becomes one of the disciples I like that that's an out of the box call story wouldn't you say well, I think I like it that. was interesting that they were shushing him but then Jesus asked them to call him mm. well, he used yeah them to I like that. bring someone to him yes so that's interesting. So I was picturing the, the them that's shushing as like just the larger crowd and the they that called him as the disciples. But what if they're the same? I like that. Because then, ooh, because then Jesus brings him in on it. Oh. So the people that we're trying to shush are the ones that Jesus says, hey, go call them. Great. I've got a phone call to make. Oh. Mm. I like that. Do we know anything about James and John and how they, how they died? Not biblically. I mean, historically, there's some legends, but I don't even remember them. Yeah. Being the and I he said, "You will drink this cup." I think the legend goes that they were martyred, but I don't remember how. James yeah, was the first one that was martyred. He was by the oh yeah, doesn't it say that next? And John, well, John lived to write he to <sighs> Yes. It's that, John. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So James, does it mention that James was killed by the sword in axe? It does, doesn't it? Or not? It almost has to be in Okay. I think it does. Yes. Okay. It does. Eddie says yes, so it's true. And if it's wrong, then it's his fault, not mine. Um, and then John. Yeah, John lived forever. And in fact, there's the legend in the Gospel of John where he said... Um, the thing about the people thought he was going to live forever because Jesus said he I forget how it goes. But the very ending of John, where some people thought John was going to live forever, but they didn't. That's good. Absolutely. Uh, anybody else? What did you? What stood out to you? I can I can throw my observations, but I'm very much enjoying this. Anything else? You can go for it. Free space. All right. I love this passage. Um, I resonate with James and John. I got to be honest. Uh, There's just a little bit of James and John right here inside of me. Um, There's that part of me that always just about every time I get something right, you know, I get I get like a like somebody is like, hey, great sermon, pastor. And I'm like, (laughs) that's right. You know, or uh, I don't know, I I do something good. I don't even know what to illustrate it with, but I I do something good. I do something that I'm rather proud of myself for. And then I'm like, hey, Jesus, did you see that? It's pretty good, right? Um, But then to go out of your way to ask for something like that, what do you want me to do for you? That question, what do you want me to do for you? It gets really to the heart and seat of desire, right? You remember that uh, Eve, whenever she took the the fruit, um, she desired it. Desire has always played a part in sin, but also in love. Desire has got to play a part in love, and that includes our love for God. What do you want? You ever stop and ask that? What if Jesus comes to you right now, and he says, David Waldron, what do you want me to do for you? Gus Best, what do you want me to do? He comes to you right now, and he says, what do you want me to do for you? Would you even have a good answer? Um I'm reminded of Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration whenever he sees uh, Elijah and Moses and all that, and he just kind of blurts out and he's like, This is great, this is great, we should uh uh build some tabernacles or something. Uh and then the cloud overshadows, and the voice says, This is my son, pay attention to him. I don't know. Strikes me also as a little anxious. I just I hear some anxiety in James and John. Um We want you to do whatever we ask for you. Um, I remember as a kid trying that one on my parents. Now look, I'm about to ask you a question, and before I ask, you have to promise me the answer is yes. Did that ever work for anybody? Yeah, me neither. You know that also, and I I bring that up specifically because you remember that in other uh, Gospels where the same story is told, there's a little extra detail added. Do you remember this detail? James and John got their mommy to go ask Jesus for them. Now, okay, let's slow down. That's a lot to chew on. First off, my question is, was this the same moment or are those two different occasions? One occasion where they went and one occasion where that didn't cut it, let's send mom. It's possible. Could be the same occasion. And Mark has just said, "Ah, we'll leave that detail out. We'll spare them their pride. I don't know. I just find that fascinating. Mom, um, look, Jesus is getting near the end here. And um, we just want to make sure that we are where we want to be in this whole thing, right? Uh, Would you talk to him for us? I can't imagine that conversation. I I can't even imagine what she said. Now, listen, you just don't understand, Jesus. My sons, James and John, they're very special. They made honor roll in Galilee Academy. You just don't understand. Peter was pro in rowing. I just, it's. What is it you want me to do for you? Appoint us to sit. Do you notice that word? Sit. Appoint us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. You have no idea what you're asking for. And then, what is uh, Bartimaeus doing by the roadside again? He's sitting. Also, um, it's interesting. They want to sit on his right and his left. And Jesus says, well, uh, to sit at my right and my left hand, uh, it's not mine to appoint, but it's for those for whom it has been appointed. You remember who that was, right? You remember who that was? Who was on Jesus's right and left in his glory? The other two criminals. Yeah. Right and left. Yeah they had no idea what they were asking for <laughs> no idea and then he the part in the I middle how long, yeah dude <laughs> oh i know. Yeah, you know in other words that's got to hold on for a while oh certainly you're walking down the road and you like yeah we remember what you said <laughs> yes yeah uh, james and john are sitting around the campfire hey would you pass the water i don't know Why do not you ask jesus why don't you have your mom ask him for you? Yeah. That's, I, I'm just petty like that. That would totally be what I would say to James and John if it were me. Yes. That part in the middle, uh, you know, that's like one of the most famous verses. For the Son of Man has come not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. James and John are trying to get, not give. See that? They're trying to get. They're trying to grab. They're trying to grab power. They're trying to grab privilege and prestige we want to be at your right and your left. They're clearly picturing like thrones or something, right? They're not picturing a cross. <laughs> but then again, they've always misunderstood what glory really is, haven't they? Or persecution. Or persecution. Yeah, yeah you know, they just, they're just they still figuring this whole thing out. I, bless their hearts. I, you know, the disciples weren't ever bright to begin with, really, it seems. But, um, I mean, especially in the Gospel of Mark, they're just portrayed as like a few fries short of the Happy Meal. You know what I'm saying? It's just, in Mark especially, he just time after time presents negative pictures of the disciples and never a positive one. Uh, bless their hearts. They're just trying to follow Jesus. This part about serve, not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. What's a ransom? It's the only thing I can think of whenever I think of ransom, I'll be really honest, is like in TV shows whenever a kid gets kidnapped and then they, they call on SVU and say, here's the ransom money. That's the only thing my mind can think of whenever I think of ransom. What do you think of whenever it says ransom? What does that even mean? It's like, an exchange. It's like an exchange? Like I give you this, you give me this? Yeah. For many. Isn't that interesting? For many. I wonder if it's the same many who are shushing the man who has greater faith than they do. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet. It's probably the same. I would hope so. I I looked it up in, you know, one of those Greek dictionaries or whatever. Uh, Price of release is what I got, which I find fascinating. Surely Bartimaeus had a price of release for his blindness. And Jesus pays that right away. And uh, Bartimaeus, uh, Timaeus, uh, bar means son. Timaeus means uh, highly valued. Interesting. The highly valued son has had his price of release paid, and then now he can see. No wonder he's throwing off his cloak and springing up and coming to Jesus. Wouldn't you do the same? What do you want me to do for you? Now, whenever he asks the blind man, he's already put his cards on the table. He knows who Jesus is. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, son of David, that's obviously him calling him king, right? Like, that's understanding you're king. Son of David, David was king. If you're the son of David, that would make you king because king's sons are kings. Right? So uh, you know, James and John wanted to be on his right and his left in his glory I.e. whenever he ascended the throne okay? They want their share of the kingdom And Bartimaeus says Son of David, King Jesus Have mercy on me Have mercy on me And then finally Jesus gets to him What do you want me to do for you? My teacher, let me see again Go, your faith has made you well Immediately he regained his sight and he joined him on the way. Uh, James and John, they start with give us what we want. Uh, Bartimaeus starts with have mercy on me. I don't know about you, but honestly, really honest, there have been times in my life when I go to God and it doesn't start with Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It starts with, look, before we even start, I just want you to know I really want you to give me what I'm looking for. Anybody else ever prayed that way? Instead of son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. And this is it funny, I mean, James and John, they can clearly see, like, like they have eyes, right? But over and over again, Jesus says, do you have eyes, but you can't see? So apparently the eyes of their heart are certainly blind. And Bartimaeus, his physical eyes are blind. He couldn't see a baseball coming if he threw it at him. He hops up and he might stumble around, but the eyes of his heart see far more clearly than James and John's do. James and John want power. Bartimaeus wants provision. He just wants the provision from the Lord. He doesn't want the power. He doesn't try to use Jesus to get what he ultimately wants, power and prestige. He asks Jesus for what he knows only Jesus can give him. He wants the provision. And then James and John are rebuked by Jesus, whereas Bartimaeus is restored by Jesus. He restores him. He gives him what he wants. I mean, it comes back to the same thing, the heart. The hearts of James and John are doing this. The heart of Bartimaeus is doing this. I mean, not to sound like the old, please, sir, may I have some more? But really, it's a poverty of spirit, isn't it? The poor in spirit. Bartimaeus, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody more poor in spirit than Bartimaeus. And yet he's the highly valued son. Because that's the kind of thing that Jesus values right there. That's the kind of person he values. Another little something here I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you know, they asked to sit, you know, when Jesus talked, you know, kind of rebukes him like mm-hmm. Then he says, but to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to a point. Mm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So whose is it to a point, Jerry? Probably the Father. I would assume the Father. <laughs> Jerry just got done teaching a series on the Trinity in men's class on Tuesday nights. So I'm sure that's in the back of his mind. The role of the father distinguished from the role of the son. That's good. Yes, it is not his to appoint. It's for those for whom it's already been prepared. And it's prepared for criminals, no less. (laughs) Interesting. I bet the criminals have more in common with Bartimaeus than they do with James and John. I bet those criminals also are people who have suffered a lot, have made some mistakes, but also probably had a really hard life and had some really difficult circumstances that they were trying to push against. And Jesus looks at them and he says, yeah, they're at my right and my left in my glory. <laughs> Not James and John, regardless of what their mom asks for. Yeah. Um, I would encourage you. Don't go to Jesus asking for what you want. Go to Jesus asking for what he knows you already need. Don't go to Jesus and say, hey, before I even ask, I'd really appreciate if you give me exactly what I'm looking for here. Go to Jesus and say, King Jesus, just have mercy on me. Now, be prepared because it may not even be what you're thinking it is. It may not even be what you're thinking it is. You can go to him and you can say, my teacher, I want to see it again. But be careful because if you go to Jesus and you say, son of David, have mercy on me. Especially if you're persistent about it. And I mean, you know, those voices in your head and the dark night of the soul and all that's going to come in. And it's going to be, shh, just don't worry about it. God's got too much other things going on. But you just shout all the louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. King Jesus, have mercy on me. The more you shout it, the more you shout it. Just be careful. Because he might just ask you a really dangerous question. What would you like me to do for you? And you better have your answer ready. You better know what it is you want. Because I'll tell you what. It's actually not about the things they asked for. Bartimaeus wanted Jesus. And he got him. And then with it, all the other stuff he needed. James and John wanted other stuff. Power, privilege. Not Jesus. It's about Jesus. Man. And wanting Him. Is it just reflective upon the Spurgeon quote around the devil piece? Say it again. Is it just reflective also of what the Spurgeon quote around the devil piece? Uh The Spurgeon quote. We focus on the devil piece and blessings of the Lord come upon us. We focus on the blessings of the by the way. Mmm. That's good. Yeah, the Spurgeon, uh, Charles Spurgeon, that if you focus on the dove of blessing, you get the blessings. But if you focus on the blessings, the dove flies away. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good try. I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other stuff you really need. It'll work itself out. It's beautiful. Uh, let's pray. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. We're not going to stop crying it out because we need it and we mean it. Lord, we are blind. We are broken. We are bruised. We've got a lot of problems. And even the things we think we have figured out, we really don't. So Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. And give us what we really, truly need. We want you, Jesus. We want more of you. We've had plenty of the stuff that sounds like you. But isn't you? We've had plenty of the stuff that claims to be from you, but isn't. We just want you. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us and give us more of yourself. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Good, Pastor. Good.